welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 138A. My name is CJ Schrader, and with me as always, my two A-plus co-hosts. First off, we have Jess Dunks. This is Jess. And Brian Perlman. Hello, this is Brian Perlman, level three judge from Orlando, Florida. Thank you, Brian. Uh, so, for this episode, so we're going to be releasing two episodes at once here, and one is covering our suspensions, but for the people who have uh, no interest in that and also would like to learn something, have actual value out of JudgeCast, we're recording this one to release at the exact same time. So we're going to cover the new IPG, uh, which has come out last week. So Brian and Jess already have much experience with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 138C is us talking about the Puppet Museum, right? Yes. We'll, we'll do that one a little later. Okay. Um, so let's dive right in, though. We have a new infraction called Hidden Card Error. So What? What? I think this is if your opponent takes one of your cards and just kind of puts it in their pocket. It's like it, it. It actually I is. I got one of your cards. It's, not gonna tell you where it is. Or it's up my sleeves. That's <laughs> oh. that's the tournament. What? Anyway. I had uh, no. Steph- I sorry. I had a. I had a. That reminded me of a situation where I literally had somebody with cards up their sleeve. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this isn't actually a, a new infraction. Sort of. You know right. how we've we've had like eight episodes recently on drawing extra cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this is just one more in the chain. Yes. This is really drawing extra cards. No, with, really, with, it's not. This is like what drawing extra cards morphed into. Like this is this is the policies Pokemon, and this is the evolved form of so drawing extra Char- cards. This is Charmeleon or Charizard. Charmillionaire. Charmillionaire. Yeah. There we go. All right. So yeah, this this new infraction covers uh, what drawing extra cards used to failure what what used to be called failure to reveal or the GRV upgrade uh, as we started calling it, and improper draw at start game are all covered within this infraction. And yep. basically, it's for any gameplay error that can't be corrected with solely public information. Yes, so that is true. So here's a here's a interesting little little factoid. I, I was talking to Toby. This was almost called like like GRV was almost split into GRV public and GRV private. And this would have mm. been GRV private. And it just I don't know. It just sounded a little dirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give you, give you. It's, private. it's what happened. It's private. I can't. Talk uh, about it. Uh, I got a factoid for you. Okay. Uh, factoid means something that isn't true. Oh, factoid means... Well, mine was true, so I guess mine was a fact. Yes. Wait, wait, your factoid is that the word factoid means something that isn't true? Yes. Wait, wait. mind blown. Wait, <laughs> wow. But, of so, course, the, the owners of dictionaries, they have no... Oh. No dedication, so they add emoji, hey. and they add fact... And they add your definition of factoid, which is incorrect. I have, I have, a, I have a, uh, also a factoid. Yes. We learned that the little diamond thing is an asteroid. An asteroid, yes. So Not an asteroid, but an asteroid. costs, what, six asteroid asteroid? Yes. <laughs> or is it eight? I don't remember. It's like playing an Atari game. Or it's a super ellipse where N is is less than one. Sure. I don't know what that means, but... Okay, so, says it, so some examples. Um, well, one example, obviously, is drawing extra cards. So if you cast a brainstorm and draw four cards, um, and, uh, and the opponent's like, hey, you were supposed to draw three cards there. Do we want to give the definition before we... We just did. Oh, okay. Order well, what, just... what further definition would you give? About the public, public and uh, being placed in... Yeah, we, we, did, we did that already. Oh, did we? But uh, you can go over it again if you'd like. Yeah. No, that's okay. You're too busy thinking about asteroids. I was in the public museum. 
So another example would be uh, someone has a morph down. It's being bounced back into their hand, and they don't reveal it, right? You can't fix that with solely public information. Uh, another example, somebody is scrying two cards. Or I'm sorry, they've been told to scry one, and they are looking at the top two cards in their library. Once again, this is all private information. It's information only known to one player or known to no players. So it's important to note that this new infraction is only for a situation where uh, the entirety of the error has to do with the complete lack of public information. So uh, what that means is if someone casts Ancestral Recall or Brainstorm for just a single white, that's still a game rule violation and is going to be handled by the standard game rule violation procedure. Right, and it's, right. it's important to note that the last DEC update that became part of DEC and the update before that, it wasn't part of DEC. So we flip-flopped back and forth. So this time we've settled back to GRV for when you commit a error that is is completely within the realm of something that both players have the ability to see. Yeah, this update makes the line between game rule violation general um, – it's not called that, but like just general game rule violations and uh, drawing extra card and other hidden card errors much cleaner. Uh, yes. Which is funny because it merged a bunch of penalties together and you wouldn't expect that, but it actually does. Yep. It did make the line between looking at extra cards a little blurrier, but uh, we'll, we can talk about that later. We'll, we'll touch on that. We'll talk on that when we figure it out. <laughs> so someone tell me what, what's the fix then? We have, you know, this is a this is a broad category. Yeah, you know, I, I just like my examples. There were kind of three very different things. OK, well, to start with, if uh, to, yeah, to start with, before we do any actual fixing, if there's something, if there's a pending ability that would result in an ultimately legal resolution, you just continue resolving that part. Uh, example is resolving draw, card ability or trigger out of order. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. Uh, the main one, and Brian and I were talking about this the other night, um, you know, if, if you cast a cryptic command and choose the modes to tap your opponent's creatures and draw a card and then draw a card first there's there's no argument here that we should do anything with your hand we're just going to tap the creatures yeah we technically did it in the wrong order but that's fine right. um but uh there right. there's other that would even probably be considered just out of order sequencing you know right uh, i think this is here mostly to preserve that yeah but it's also for something like uh horizon spellbomb mm -hmm. you know we always had to have a clause in for horizon spellbomb so so ba basically, for for the most part, something something like cryptic command, no no one's gonna call uh, a, a a judge on that because you're in the middle of resolving a spell. Where we were specifically getting into it is if there are if there are two triggers like Horizon Spell Bomb, where one has one trigger has you do something because uh, I think Horizon Spell Bomb had you search for a land and draw a card. Yep. Well, you can make an argument that you know. You know, if you draw, then search for a land, uh, you're more likely to draw a land in that draw, you know, how whatever percentage of the time. So, you know, clearly it's better to search than draw because you've 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 reduced the odds. Um, so, yeah, so that's in there for for that. Now, uh, I talked to Toby a fair amount uh, last night and there, there's probably going to be an update in the next iteration of this to handle um, catching this in the middle of uh, uh, say if it's a, or, or, or it says if a pending ability on the stack would result in a legal uh, in a legal overall outcome 
Um, we were talking a lot about like discard then draw versus draw then discard those kind of things, and it's it's probably going to change ultimately to if a pinning ability on the stack or a resolved ability on the stack has already been done. Like if you if we're at a point where the legal overall outcome is I have the number of cards that I'm supposed to have, even if I got them in a slightly out of order difference, uh, uh, we're not going to go on to the, the the harsher part of this fix. We're just going to say uh get the warning and that is the uh that's the the penalty there that makes sense right sure all right uh so, so what so if if we don't have a pinning ability on the stack or something like that then what what do we do uh so the if, if there's no pinning ability on the stack uh the player reveals the set of cards that contain the unrecoverable information the the private information that that was messed up uh, in me- in most cases, this will be the hand. You just reveal your hand if you're drawing extra cards, for example. Um, and then the opponent takes uh, the number of excess cards and put them back where they should be. So if you've drawn an extra card, that excess will be one because there's one more card in your hand than there should be. Um, so that that I would like to point out that even though a lot of people call this the thought seize fix, you can take any card. There's no limitation on which cards you can take. You, you can also take don't land. lose two life. You also don't lose two life. <laughs> Man, that would be so weird. <laughs> My opponent's a two, so I'll draw an extra card to kill them. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I, I think ahead. some examples help cement this. Probably so. So <laughs> earlier I mentioned the player drawing four off a of brainstorm. We would have that player reveal their hand and the opponent would choose one card because they have one excess card. So obviously I'm assuming this is caught in the middle of resolving, resolving brainstorm, although it doesn't matter um, for brainstorm. But we have them reveal their hand and the opponent would take one card and we shuffle it back into the random portion of the library. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. okay. So another example would be when a uh, player is told to, like I said earlier, is told to scry one and they accidentally pick up and look at the top two cards of the library, right? Uh, this was handled by the old drawing extra cards, but it makes a lot more sense now to be handled by hidden card error. And so the fix in that case is you have the, the player reveal those two cards they are scrying. The opponent chooses one. We shuffle that one back into the library, the random part of the library. And uh, the player continues scrying with that singular card, right? And we have some more examples coming up in a minute, too. And and this this is not only does this apply to Scry two, but it's any of those you know, uh, look at the top look at the top three cards of your library, you know, choose a wizard from among them, put the rest on top, you know, put it oh, on top naturally. of your library. Yes, that card. Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, onslaught. I think. <laughs> yes. Uh. Or, or you know, uh, you know, reveal the top four. You know, look at the top four cards of your library. Reveal a creature. Put it in your hand. Any of that kind of stuff is is all philosophically the same yeah so uh it's also worth mentioning that the morph upgrade path so this is the upgrade path for if a player plays say say they have a a morph in hand and they accidentally put a forest face down when they meant to play the morph right um in the situation where a player does that um, now if they call it on themselves they have a morph in hand and they haven't added any cards to their hand um since making this mistake we don't upgrade. We're just going to give the warning here for hidden card error. But if all of that isn't true, then it is going to be a game loss. Is- I, I'd like to to nitpick that just slightly. I'm sorry, sure. CJ. But um, so you said that the, it, it, one of the criteria is calling it on themselves, which is not accurate. Um, 
and it's an important distinction, they have to discover the error themselves. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, so and this this is an important distinction because if someone does discover the error themselves, goes, oh, this is a problem, and the opponent calls a judge, we're still treating it the same way. And conversely, if they call a judge on themselves because their opponent killed it with a lightning bolt and that's how we figured it out, they haven't discovered it themselves. Um, so uh, I'm sorry to be nitpicky about it, but I think it's an important distinction. No, I think that's fine. Great. Okay, so one thing to mention here is uh, that whatever caused the error... We don't repeat that action. All right. So uh, let's use let's use actually Domri Raid as an example because Brian was hinting around him. Um, Domri Raid says, you know, you reveal the top card of your library if it's. I'm sorry. You look at the top card of your library if it's a creature. You may reveal it and put it into your hand. So if we're in a situation where you put it straight into hand without revealing it, um, the fix would be to reveal your hand. Your opponent's going to choose a creature. Or sorry, choose a card. It can be any card, and we're going to shuffle that into your library, right? Um, the thing we don't do, though, is then do Domri Raid again, right? Even though in a perfect world you would be up a card right now, uh, you don't get to go up a card. That's that's kind of part of the infraction. Right, right. Narset works the same way. Yes, Narset is a little more relevant. <laughs> uh, it's also worth mentioning that the player can always choose to uh, concede or mulligan instead of getting the fix. Now, you're always going to get the penalty, so you'll get the warning, but if you if you don't want to get the fix, uh, you can concede a mulligan. So all, obviously, mulliganing uh, applies to um, if yep. you draw too many at start a game or right. That only applies like that. would be having yeah. at game actions yet. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> you're in the middle and you accidentally draw a card and you're like, well, I didn't like this hand anyway. Let me just get a new one. <laughs> so and the conceding there is if you know you just really don't want to reveal information. Mm-hmm. I also want to mention that you shouldn't forget that looking at extra cards does still exist. Um, it's just generally going to be for dexterity errors, I would feel. Um, so we, we talked about this last time when we talked about drawing extra cards, but you know, if you're scrying, if you're told to scry one and you pick up the top two and you start looking at them, that's not a dexterity error. That's going to be a hidden card error. But if you're told to scry two, uh, sorry, told to scry one, you pick up the top one and accidentally flip over the other one as well. That's looking at extra cards. I think a minuscule amount of judgment can be applied here, but I think in general you can still tell the difference. Uh, a relevant situation that came up last weekend at the uh, the SCG Open was um, when someone cast uh, Titan Strength on one of their, their creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, their opponent removed the creature from play in response, and they went, okay, and then proceeded to scry one. Okay. Um, this still falls under looking at extra cards because they were performing an action that they weren't actually instructed to perform because the spell doesn't resolve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toby said using a top that doesn't exist anymore is yeah is it, hidden card error. It's actually the exact same fix when you think about right. it. Uh, either way, it's going to be the same fix. You get shuffled in the library. The difference is the opponent gets to know or not know what it is. Yeah, I would I would say like. Like look, looking at extra cards is slowly becoming a thing that is just uh, I knock over the top card of my library um, and, you know, it's it, it lands like three inches away. And then we get to have the debate as to whether that's looking at extra cards or deck deckless problem. But mm. <laughs> spoilers, um, but it's it's looking at extra cards is becoming more and more just a dexterity issue. If you actually like pick it up off of the deck then it's going to start being uh, uh, it's it's starting to lean a lot more towards hidden card error. Okay. But I'd say Toby said that if you activate a top that doesn't exist and you look at the top three, he says that's hidden card error, but we don't need to involve the opponent. 
That's what he says in his newest article. So oh, because it's, it's the same cards. fix, like you said. I, I have reached the point with this that I'm very confused. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, what, what we're being told that the policy does doesn't actually match up with what policy says, and there's too many lines that are fuzzy, and I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it. <laughs> All right. But let's give some more uh, examples that we can, we do know for sure. Yeah, I, uh, we're, we're touching too many corner cases. Yeah, that's this, not a Titan. Is... Titan strength is not a corner case. Okay, it's fair. like you know, like neither. That's <laughs> that's that's actually not like that's. It's not. Yeah, it's, 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 a, spell, it's a spell that told you to scry one that gets countered. Oh, and oh no! <laughs> to pull back the curtain, we're already cutting out a large portion of this episode because <laughs> um, another discussion that we couldn't settle. But we're experts in the field. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> we are judges and may represent ourselves as such. Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, sitting, here, I'm sitting here writing the, the AIPG and I'm getting the sentences and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. There's a, I'm like, long story short, I love philosophically where they're going with this policy, but it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, I would say I don't find it as intuitive as I think they would hope. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's let's dive through some of the easier examples so let's real do fast. That. <laughs> um, so one is if a player resolves their dark confidant trigger. So this means you know they say draw for Bob or whatever. Yeah, you know, they're making it very clear they're resolving the trigger, but they don't reveal the card. We're going to reveal the hand, and the opponent's going to shuffle the card in. But we don't resolve dark confidant again. This is just another example showing that hey, you know, just because you're supposed to be up a card doesn't mean you're always going to be up a card. That's that's right. just part of the infraction. Um, now, if they just if they just drew a card, okay, then that's then that's their their card for turn. This this specific case, and, and to eliminate confusion, I want to highlight what CJ said. It's you are clearly resolving the dark confidant trigger. Like they have indicated, dark confidant pointed at and poked him. Trigger something as opposed to just draw. Mm. Uh, tell me about Mulligans, Brian. All right, so this one, this one, I actually had a really, uh, a really fun situation uh, at the at the legacy event this this weekend. Um, so a guy uh, mulliganed to uh, seven when he should have been at six. So what the fix here is is you actually get the choice. You can either reveal your hand and the opponent chooses one to shuffle away, so you're going to have six cards, or if you don't want to reveal. You can uh, you can show your you can I'm sorry you can just mult straight to five. You were supposed to be at six, so now you can just mult to five. Um, and what was kind of cool was when I explained this situation, uh, the guy was like, "Oh, so I could mult to five or show." And he sat there and he thought, and he's like, "I'm gonna show." And then his opponent got really excited, <laughs> and they were both really actually kind of happy about it. It almost created like this little mini game, and I almost ended up having a slow play. Uh, because the guy was spending taking too long uh, trying to figure out what to take from his opponent. Hmm. So don't uh, just decide quick, please, because we don't want we don't want slow plays as you're sitting there hemming and hawing over what to what to uh, pseudo thought sees. And so after they take the card, if a player still wanted to mulligan, right? Say you know the player had two lands and and the opponent takes a land, and you're just like, whoops, that's still an option available, right? I'd say so. Yeah, I agree. Because you haven't you haven't actually decided to stop mulliganing. Uh, well, even if you have, even if you've kept your hand, um, you could still mulligan if game actions haven't been taken. So I would continue. I would, I would allow them to continue mulliganing, yeah. even though it's not really lined out in policy. Yeah, exactly I think we're just such. we're just covering we're we're copying something over from past policies. Right, so, and I, I know that we shouldn't do that, but it's yeah. intuitive. 
uh, and uh, it feels right. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, Jess, tell me about mystical tutors, though. Um, what? <laughs> the next example. <sighs> okay, so um, if a player casts mystical tutor and uh, they, they, so we're putting a card on top of that revealing. Is that what's happening? Yep. Okay, uh, so they cast a mystical tutor. They put a card, and it, what mystical tutor does is it lets you search, search your library, reveal a card, and then put it on top of your library. Uh, and this can, uh, this can still be fixed by just revealing the card. So we know where the card, because we know where the card is, so we can just reveal that card. Yep. So uh, in this case, we'll just fix it. Yep. Yep. And yeah, and this falls under that same clause we were talking about before. Um, so this this would be a GRV, not not a hidden card error, because we know where it is. Now after they draw it, it's still a GRV. Right. So the reason that this is a GRV is because the the error is still fixable with publicly available information, which mm-hmm. is that that is the top card of your library and it needs to get, like, it, it's supposed to be revealed. Mm. Um, and that, that's what kind of where I was going with the, the Titan Strength issue is uh, that can be corrected with publicly available information. You've looked at the top card of your library. You weren't supposed to look at it. We can fix that. All right. Uh, and one more example. So the classic, a player accidentally shuffles their hand into their library. Finally, the fix is what I always wanted it to be, and that is the option is there to reveal the library and have the opponent pick out that many cards to be the new hand. And this is a classic example where someone might want to just concede instead, unless, yeah, maybe they got the win on the board. Right. Uh, this is yeah. also an example where we have to make them pick quickly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, just just, just lands. lands. Come lands, on. Yeah. Please. Oh, but they're playing landfall deck, you know, tearing oh, up the standard no. scene. Let's let's look for their creature kill cards that don't affect the creatures I have. It's, no, just. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got a few other minor changes to talk about. I'll do the deck deckless problem one real quick. Um, basically, there's a small change to deck deckless problem. So if you have a deck and it's missing cards after a game has started, and the card can now be found, we can downgrade. So generally, this is judge. I just found this card that goes in my deck. It's sitting on the floor, right? Or it's. We left this card in exile over here, and we just now noticed. That's generally what that's going to apply to. If that kind of situation comes up, you can downgrade the deck techless problem to warning, and you just shuffle the card into the library, into the random portion of the library. That was, that was the joke I made with looking at extra cards when you flip the top card of your library over and it's like a foot over there. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's a deck techless problem. And you can just fix it by putting it, by shuffling it in. <laughs> Tell me about the GRV changes, because I don't want to. Uh, GRV changes are pretty straightforward, actually. So uh, there's always been a default fix to if something is supposed to change zones. Um, for example, something is supposed to go to your or go to your graveyard, or something's supposed to be exiled, and instead you put it in your graveyard. We don't have to rewind the game to fix that. We can just put it in the correct zone, uh, and that fix, that default fix, also now applies to creatures that were supposed to have been destroyed or died and didn't. Um, so for example, if someone deals three damage to all creatures and you forget to put your hill giant in the graveyard, you can now, we can now just default fix and put the hill giant in the graveyard without a rewind. Um, do you want to hit double GRV, Brian? Uh, yeah, uh, just, just, um, the, the clause that they added for the, for the incorrect zone, they, did you, did you touch on minor disruption? Uh, I did not. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. So... What it what it used to what it used to say was uh, can be moved you know if it if it was supposed to go to zone A and it went to zone B instead, uh, 
and could be moved with with uh, without a disrupt without a disruption, then just go ahead and do it. And that was more or less, you know, if something was supposed to go to the graveyard and, or supposed to go to exile and went to the graveyard and said you can just pick it up and move it. Good night, sweetie. Um, good night. Sorry, that's what. Yeah. Good night. Um, the uh, uh, now with you have the ability that a creature could disappear from the battlefield. Okay. Well, so we're saying only with a minor disruption. So if that creature's been around for a while, um, we're going to probably leave it on the battlefield because a creature that's been around for a while, even though it should have should have died a while back, that's kind of disruptive because decisions have been made based on that creature being there. So you want to make sure that that the disruption is teeny tiny. Um, right, doing it mid combat can be bad. For example, yeah, mid combat's probably not a minor disruption. Um, in the middle of blockers, that kind of thing. Um, right after it's uh, been declared a blocker. Okay, so now here's here's the next next part of GRV. This one, this one's kind of kind of amusing. Kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Uh, so we've had for this for a long time uh, these clauses in there. Um, errors, uh, uh, an error kind of owned by both players in a sense. Like I have a spell, Path to Exile <laughs> is a great example. Okay, my spell is telling you to put a creature card in exile and you instead put it in the graveyard. Okay, you perform the action, but it's my effect that told you to do it. Okay, who gets the GRV? Me or me or you? And so I said both. Okay, so other questions come. Okay, I've got a Thalia in play, which imposes a, a one generic mana tax on some spells and you you pay the incorrect mana on a, on a spell. Well, you did the error, but me owning the Thalia, I was kind of responsible for for reminding you of that, telling you that uh it's my effect caused you to make the error. So, is does that count? Does that not count? And so they they changed wording, you know, they 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 go back and forth. It's like do they want to pick that up? Do they not want to pick that up? They change the wording to kind of slice it and dice it real thin to get it where they want and it just ends up being really 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 confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh and and we can't apply it consistently and the wording was really finicky. So they just changed the wording uh to be um if the judge believes that both players were responsible for the game rule violation, uh, such as the exist, such as due to the existence of a replacement effect or players taking actions based on another player's instructions, both players receive a gameplay error, uh, gameplay error, game rule violation. Uh, so they basically, instead of trying to define it and, and, and slice it real thin, they just said, eh, judge, use your judgment. If you think so, if you think both players are responsible for the boo boo, then both get a GRV. I'd like to point out a thing. This actually, if if you guys disagree, I'd like you to correct me on this because this might just be a situation where it's it's just opinion. But um, I don't think I still don't think you should ever apply the double GRV to a situation where only one player is is taking any actual actions. For example, you know, if I have a graft digger's cage and you fetch out a, a dryad arbor. Um, and I don't catch it. I feel awkward giving the player with the Grafdigger's Cage a game rule violation penalty. Um, and where this can apply in standard is right now uh, with Reflector Mage. Um, hmm. If the opponent, you know, if Reflector Mage has a triggered ability that changes the rules of the game for a turn and makes casting a certain card illegal. And if my opponent casts that card illegally, 
I don't feel comfortable giving the player with the reflector mage a a warning for a game yeah. violation. Yeah, I've honestly gone back and forth on it over time. Right. Um, I kind of I kind of agree with Jess on this. I kind of look at it as as passive versus versus yeah, active actions. Jess's explanation helps, but certainly before this episode, because I think Thalia is another case. Um, yes. Before Jess had said what he just said, I probably would have given double GRV in the Thalia case, but now I don't know. I I I still think that we should give appropriate warnings for failure to maintain the game state in these cases. So don't misunderstand that. Yeah. But uh, in, in a situation where a player uh, calls a judge because their opponent didn't cast enough, uh, didn't pay enough mana to get around Thalia, I'm not going to give the player that called a judge a warning for doing anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I'm I'm going to give them failure to maintain the game state if they missed their opponent doing something wrong, but I'm not going to hold them responsible for their opponent doing something wrong. But I feel like that whole argument could be stretched out to apply to Path to Exile as well. Uh, it could be applied to Path to Exile as well, except that Path to Exile is telling you to perform an action uh, that your opponent performs. And so the templating on the mm. card necessitates us... Uh, it's it's an ability you control that's doing something. So it, it is your responsibility to make sure it's done correctly. It's, it's active is, is really, I mean, you cast a spell, it's got words on it. It's your spell. You're responsible for making sure that that gets done. So, so this discussion right here that we're having, uh, this is, this is the exact discussion that, uh, when trying to put in words in policy, because when they phrase it one way to include or not include the Thalia, then you start getting into replacement of certain replacement effects, and then you change the wording a little bit more, and now it 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 picks up something that it wasn't meant to. So they kind of, from a policy standpoint, they kind of hand waved over it a little bit and said, "Use your judgment." Yeah. Um, for me, my line is is active versus passive. You know, if it's it, it, as far as whether or not both players are going to get a GRV or just the one. All right. So let's dive into the portion of the show notes where Brian just adds every tedious little thing that nobody actually cares about except him because he's on the AIPG project. I love this and, part of the show. He, yeah, this is the best part. Uh, is this, oh, is it? Hey, uh, that clause in the MTR, this part of the, This part of the show needs its own theme music. Yeah. Jeez, is it pet, pet, uh, being pedantic? Yes. So this is this is just me finding amusing stuff. Um, so okay. the clause that says errors caused by judges, I yeah. assume the one that says yeah. they should be downgraded. Yeah. So there was there was a clause in the IPG. It's like, oh, you know, hey, judges are human, and if they make and if they tell you to do something and you make a mistake based on what they told you, uh, you get your penalty downgraded. Well, turns out tournament organizers are human too. Who would have thought? Wow. Right? So if stage staff or tournament organizer also tells you tells you to do something and that's wrong, uh, now it can also be downgraded because well, that just I, I bet nobody even realized that that wasn't a, a thing. Now tell me about the mistrigger change in 60 seconds or less. Uh, the mistrigger change in Feel 60 it. seconds or less. All right. This is actually like two words change, but it actually means something. So – uh, there's a list of uh, ways to tell when a trigger has been missed. Uh, one of the ones used to say uh, uh, triggered ability that causes a change in the visible game state uh, or requires a choice upon resolution. It's, and it said the controller must take the appropriate physical action or make or make clear what the action uh, what the action taken was. Well, now. They change it to say what the action, uh, make it clear what the action to be taken is. So now it can apply to f- something that you haven't done yet. So previously, 
if I attacked with a creature that said whenever it whenever it attacks, it gets a plus one plus one counter on it, and I attacked with it and said trigger, and I didn't put the plus one plus one counters on it, I didn't get those plus one plus one counters because I didn't take the physical action. But now I can make an indication as to what that physical action is going to be. So I can actually attack with it and say like trigger. I can say trigger now. And if I oopsie forget to put the counters on it because of like spells and stuff like that get cast, uh, well, that's going to be a GRV and we're going to handle it using the GRV rules. And we're not just going to say, oh, Mr. You don't get the counters deal with it. That was 90 seconds. And then the last thing, and this was this was amusing. OK, so draft procedure violation used to be a, an infraction called uh, 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 sorry, a limited procedure violation used to be an infraction called uh Draft procedure violation used to be a infraction call. No, I'm getting this backwards. Limited procedure violation used to be an infraction called draft procedure violation. We yeah. changed it to limited procedure violation so that we can include some errors in sealed deck uh, registering. Well, those have all since been removed, and all references to sealed decks have been removed from uh, limited procedure violation. So basically what we're left with is uh we're left back we're we're back to draft procedure violation with a different name. Cool. Shut up, man. All right, also worth mentioning is last episode cuz we got a few emails about this. We we talked about copying surge cards and how we said you would copy the fact that they were surged and get any additional uh effects like that octopus one that makes octopuses octopi. Um the release notes said that you do not get the surge effects, and in this case, we were right, and the release notes were wrong, meaning Judge Cast 1, Matt Tayback 0, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if, you copy, if you copy cards cost for an alternate cost, the fact that they were cast for an alternate cost is copied. So luckily, no rules changed out underneath us, and for once, we were right. For once. For once. So this isn't a correction, this is a we were right. Dun, 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 dun. And the release notes are going to be We're correcting the release notes, just yes. saying. Yep. Um, all right, we're not going to talk about any emails, of course, So, because we have a whole other episode to record. So if you want to email us, you can at judgecast at gmail.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast. So, hey, you guys pumped for 138B? I am more pumped for 138C. I, I am wait. as pumped for 138B as I am for 100.6B. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that classic rule. Classic. All right. Well, is that the art one? No. Or the? It's the store locator. Oh, it's the store. Yeah. The store locator one. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, my name is Cedar Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks, and I keep it fun. And I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep giving GRVs to both players. <laughs>